now. Here's your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to the Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Uh, beautiful week. Uh, we've had uh, really nice weather, you know, kind of typical summer weather, a little bit of... Uh, showers here and there, which uh, we really need. Uh, the ground was getting uh, quite dry, so um, a lot of, uh, you know, the, you could see that uh, the lawns were starting to get under stress and the trees were starting to get under stress. So good, um, some good showers. You know, I know, I know yesterday some uh, some areas got um, a fair amount, some areas didn't get any, but uh, looks like maybe in the next two three days everybody will get um, some, so that uh, that'll really help the uh, moisture in the you know, in the the grass and the trees and the the woods, trying to get everything um, looking uh, looking good. The you know, you're gonna see some stress on some trees. You're gonna see some uh, leaves falling. Um, that's that's pretty normal for this time of the year. Uh, certain uh, certain number of plants uh, and trees would just uh, kind of um, it's it's a a way for them to to save moisture. Uh, so that they uh, they will drop some of the the leaves uh, in order to maintain the enough to keep them alive uh so that's kind of what that um that is all about but uh so if you see any uh, leaves falling on uh, some of the trees and that don't get alarmed that's not really uh, a problem <coughs> that's that's pretty normal um one of the things that um uh, i would encourage you to do if you know if, if i don't know if you've ever done this before but um uh, i would uh, encourage the the plant uh some uh, sow some vegetables uh for fall uh, some of the cold uh, vegetables, uh, just like uh, uh, spinach, you know, collard greens, Swiss chard, chicory, endive, escarole, uh, okra, uh, lettuce. Uh, these are all, uh, you know, you can sow them now. The, you know, I would do them in a uh, either in a small uh, peat pot or um, into a three or four inch uh, pot, and then by the end of um, August they'll be ready to be transplanted into the ground and then or into pots. Uh, you'll be able to have some uh, wonderful uh, greens all fall along all the way into November, December. Most of those you can actually cover them up with snow uh, or leaves. Uh, when the when the snow comes, it just covers them up. Uh, put some leaves in between. Uh, you can really harvest these all the, all the way through uh, December and even into January. Uh, the flavor is totally different. It's, it's, they're much much sweeter than um, than you ever had. And the harvest is quite incredible. They keep regenerating. Uh, they get to be quite large and uh, very, very, uh, uh, there's no um, hardiness to them at all. You know, very soft, um, just extremely, extremely good. Uh, if you ever, if you've never done it, try it. You, uh, you can, um, you know, you can also sow it directly into the soil. Um, it's a lot better if you can do it in a pot and then transplant them at the end of the month. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna get so much more out of it. The, uh, uh, you know, in the mulch, uh, you know, if you see some mushrooms uh, starting to pop up, or if it's just little patches of mushrooms in there, uh, I would just use a fork, kind of loosen up the mulch, get some air in there. Uh, that will take care of it. In the lawn, um, I would do the same thing. I would just rake that out if you see some mushrooms in there. And then when it comes later on this fall, uh, October, November, I would go ahead and apply uh, lightning, lightning lime at that time so that you can um, get the uh, pH up. Generally, it's a sign of uh, the pH being down, uh, the soil being on the sour side. That's really what's, uh, you know, creating the mushrooms to, to come up. Uh, 
September is the best time to redo your lawn. If you, you know, if you need a lawn to be redone, uh, September is by far the best month to do that. Um, a couple of things that you may want to get prepared. If you want to have a total renovation, if you want to kill the whole lawn and redo it, uh, the best, the best thing to do at this time now would be to just kill the whole lawn either with Roundup or, uh, ground clear, just to go ahead and, uh, you know, kill it all. And then when it comes, the, uh, the end, they should be pretty well all gone by the end of the month. Um, if you see something else pop up, uh, in the meantime, go ahead and spray it again or spray those areas. Um, then when it comes to the end of the month, uh, first week of September, I would get a detacher, run the detacher, uh, through on both, you know, both ways, clean everything up. Put the seed down, put the lime down, put the fertilizer down. Uh, in about four weeks, you're going to have a beautiful brand new lawn. Very, very easy to do. Um, if you just have, um, you know, just a little bit of patches to do, or if you have a lawn that's a little bit on the weedy side, uh, you can just um, go ahead and sp- you know, spray that now with weed, weed Beater Ultra. Uh, that works really, really well. Uh, that will pretty much take care of just about all kinds of weeds in, in your lawn. And then... Uh, after you've done that, when it comes to the end of the month, I would go ahead and overseed, cut the grass uh, as low as your lawnmower will go, about an um, inch and a half. Go ahead, overseed it, keep the moisture there. Don't cut it, let it go for two weeks before you cut it again. Uh, the same thing there, you you wind up with a brand new, beautiful uh, lawn there. Uh, keep harvesting your um, your herbs, you know, make sure that you uh, keep... Uh, uh, you know, cutting them back, uh, put hosma coat on there. You really need to keep those herbs vegetative as long as you possibly can. That's, uh, that's how they, they'll keep nice and fresh. Um, so, you know, the same thing with the, um, uh, you know, the greens in your garden. If you have Swiss chards, you know, just keep cutting them. They keep regenerating. Um, don't pull them out or don't uh, just cut the top of the leaves. You know, when you cut it, cut the leaves down to like about three, four inches from the ground. Uh, and they will, um, they will keep on coming back. The uh, you know any of the the annuals, uh, the hanging baskets, your pots. If they look a little bit tired, you know, cut them back by one third. Uh, just uh, kind of shape the, go all the way around. Cut them back. Don't worry about the flowers. Don't worry about uh, how they're going to look. In, in about a week, uh, they will be absolutely uh, fresh looking. Uh, the flowers will be back, and they'll be absolutely beautiful to enjoy all the way into uh, uh, late September, October. The um, on the perennials, the same thing there, just kind of keep uh, deadheading the perennials. If you have any, you know, if some are spent that they're done, uh, just you know, go ahead and cut them down to like about four inches. I would, if you have not fed your perennials, uh, I would feed them with asthma coat at this time. This will be the last time for the year. Uh, you'll find that uh, they will uh, stay nice and vegetative through the, through the rest of the season. They will keep a the rebloomers will keep um, uh, reblooming. Uh, make sure that you don't let them go to seed. Make sure that you cut them back, uh, so that you get the um, a nice, you know, nice fresh growth on it. Uh, in sometimes in the lawn you see uh, bees. Uh, if you see bees that uh, you know just come out of the ground and that, uh, just go ahead and use a ground bee killer. Uh, if you see na- or a nest, you can just use the uh, hornet uh, spray. Uh, so that um, that pretty much controls it, and at least that keeps them at bay for a while. Um, but uh, you know, at this time of the year, you know, they get the you know, the population of bees gets to be quite uh, quite large. So you want to make sure that um, you stay on top of it. The um, the spruces, the pines. Uh, this is the time that you really want to use that the tree and shrub protection on them, uh, so that you're uh, ready for uh, next year for the for the. 
for the fall and the spring. Uh, this is the time where they really get under stress, so you want to make sure that uh, you go ahead and protect them. Uh, the pines, uh, if you have not trimmed them, it's a little bit late to, to trim the pines, but the spruces is the perfect time now to trim them. Uh, if they need to be a little shaping, if they need a little touching up, uh, now is the time to do it. So go ahead and uh, do that. And uh, another thing, that you can, if you want to put a second crop of beans, uh, you can still sow beans at this time, and uh, you will you will get another crop when it comes uh, mid to late September. So there's still time to do that, and uh, so uh, keep you know just keep cleaning up the um, you know uh, the debris and the uh, weeds around the, uh, the the shrubs and the trees. You know keep everything nice and clean uh, so that uh, the, you know the uh, not, nothing takes over in that. You are listening to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100, 216-578-1111. Short pause. We'll be right back. I'm AJ Petiti. Summer's in full bloom, and Petiti Garden Centers is the best place to find fresh... On WTAM 1100 and on iHeartRadio. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Morning, you are Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Am I on? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, I have Wygalia, and the leaves are green with uh, an off-white off edge, and other leaves are coming out, and it's a solid green, but the leaves are all the same shape. Is there something I should be looking at with this plant, or is that normal? No, what happens, so what, what we have is a variegated Wygalia, and uh, sometimes what happens, you'll get some reversion, um uh, on the plant uh, those are all uh, they're, they're crossed uh, pollinated plants um the, there's nothing wrong with the plant it just it's uh, reverting some of it is reverting back to the uh, to the original uh plant uh that would just uh, uh leave you know, I would just wouldn't do a thing to it just you know the, the plant is fine uh, you're just going to have like two different varieties on one okay one other question i have a gusmania house plant that i was given and the dark green leaves turn like a lime green and they're limp. And I thought, well, it says it needs high humidity. So I put it out under my patio one day. And then the leaves turn brown, the tips are burnt, and they're still limp. So I brought it back into the house. Did I lose it, or is there something I can do to save it? Yeah, you didn't lose it. So what happened was when you took it outside, when you take a plant from inside to the outside, the light level is so much different. So much outside is so much higher. Uh, so you got a little, you got a burn. Uh, what you see that little white on there, it's a burn on the uh, on the foliage. What I would do is I would just you know light, light it off on the on the water. Uh, get to where you water them, like about about every ten days. Um, don't uh, don't overwater it and the. Uh, uh, as the uh, uh, the, limb, the the leaves kind of dry up and that they should regenerate new foliage, um, but you know I don't think you have lost it. I think it just they got, it got burned by the you know by the sunlight. Um, okay. I, 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 uh, if you got to do a little bit of trimming on it, you can go ahead and do a little bit of trimming to shape it up uh, and to remove some of the burned areas. Uh, but I think it'll be just fine. Okay. You just lighten up under water a little bit. Okay, they don't like a lot of water. They don't like. Point. They don't like a lot of water. Yeah. 
Okay. You, you can, you know, uh, like in a house, if it gets a bit too dry, you can always mist it a little bit, you know, with a little mister. Uh, okay. that, that will really help keep the moisture on top of the foliage and the, also in the air right around it. But that's the best way to, you know, to give it some uh, extra humidity if it needs it. Okay. That uh, answers my question. All right. So, well, you have a great yeah. day. Thank you very yeah. much. I enjoy listening to the show every week. But thanks Thank so much. You. Have a great day. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye now. Morning, Howard Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Good morning, Angelo. Fine. Thank you. Um, I have a question. I had to take down a 50-foot white pine uh, due to damage, and um, we're going to eventually want to plant grass where that tree was. Could you go through the steps and the time frame yeah. that I need to follow? Yeah, what I would do is, um, so did they take the stump out? Is the stump all out? Yes. Okay, did they, yes. gr- did they grind it or did they just rip that out? They did grind it. I they, will say they left some, um, but they took most of it. They okay. took most of the. Okay, so well, you know what I would do is I would clean all that shaving, the the grinding. I would take that out. Right. Um, just put it somewhere where it can be, you know, it compost itself. You can just put it in the little pile uh, somewhere and just let it compost. And then when it comes next spring, you can go ahead and use it uh, as a as a additive to the soil. Um, take the area where the, uh, the stump was, uh, coated with, um, lightning lime. Uh, by coating it, I mean, like, put a, like about one eighth of an inch thick right over the area, water it in. Um, and then it, next spring, you'll be able to, to put grass in there. Right now, the soil is very sour. Uh, we need to get the pH up so that the grass will be able to grow. But that's really all you have to do. Okay. But okay, it'll, it'll be much. ready. It'll be ready to be sowed next spring. Okay, can't do it. This, can't do it this fall then. I, I don't. I, I don't think you're going to be very successful because that soil it okay. takes it takes a while for that pH to get up to to a six, and that's about what you're going to need about five and a half to six in order to to grow the grass. And right now it's probably about a three to three and a half. Uh, so okay. it, it'll be a you know it'll, waste, it'll be wasting your time and uh, and money there. Uh, I would just wait. Can I? Put- can but, I put that lightning line now? Yeah, I would. Can I would. I, I would go ahead. Yes, now? I would go ahead and put that down now and just water it in, and then when it comes okay. like in late October, middle of November, I would do it again, and you should be pretty well done. Oh, do it twice. Yeah, an eighth of an inch both times. Yeah, but yeah, but an eighth of an inch just coat the the whole area. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Morgan Arangelo. Morning, Hello, good morning. Morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Very good. I have a strange question for you. So I have a brand new pot on my deck, new um, potting soil, and one cherry tomato in it. And the other day, I look over, and it has a cluster of really small, like two-inch tall mushrooms, not the little teeny button ones that, that I've seen out in the lawn, but these had kind of a flat uh, top that um, the edges curled upward. So it almost looked like gills on the top and the bottom. Uh-huh. And it looked like, you know, as they got older, a little cup. Yep. By the end of the day, they had completely disappeared and all that was left was little brown twigs. Yeah. It's basically, Have you heard of that? Yeah. It's uh, basically what happened. It's a real tiny, uh, that's all water. 
<clears throat> so as, as the sun hit it, it just burned it out. What I would do, oh. just, just put a little bit of lime uh, on the pot. Lime. Uh, that, that's, okay. that's really all it needs. Uh, that uh, that will take care. That's a sign that your, your uh, pH is on the low side. Um, so it, it, it's more on the sour side than the sweet side. Uh, so just put like a like a handful of lime right on top of the soil, water it in. Uh, they should take care of it. But okay. the, the, it's an unusual the, mulch this year. I don't know if you've noticed that the mulches have changed. This one looks very like it looks like instead of just being dirt looking, it looks like it's got some chopped up pieces of wood in it too. Yeah, well, if they use depending on what type it is, if they use pallets, uh, pallets is is a, a treated wood, so that doesn't uh, break down as much. So that's uh, okay. uh, that's what you're seeing there. A mixture that uh, the but I would you know as far as the. Um, uh, the soil on there, I would just, if you just put a little bit of lime, you'll see that that will take care of itself very quickly. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Have a good weekend. Bye bye. Morgan Angelo. Hi. Yes. Um, good morning. Good morning. I live, I live in a semi rural area. Uh, I have a wooded portion of my lot and I have brambles and trumpet vine. Is it a mistake to chip brambles and trump, trumpet vine? Are they going to regenerate? In the pile. Um, no, I think if you were to just no, it's not going to regenerate if you just if you chip it. Uh, now, if you were to just rip the roots out and uh, you know put them in a pile, they would. But it, okay. but if you're grinding them up, it's not going to no. Okay, my second question. Um, I planted seven rhododendron along the woods in my house. Uh, this summer, and they're doing pretty good except for two of them. I think I planted them a little too close to the overgrowth, so they're wilted now. They've been wilted for about a week. I cut the branches back so that the rain will hit them. I water once or twice a week, but five look great, and two of them, the leaves are just pointing to the ground. Yeah, so, you know, rhododendrons, it takes them a while to get acclimated to the area. Uh, you also got to check where the area where they're at. They don't like to be in a wet area. So if there is any kind of excessive moisture, uh, in that, uh, in the spots that they're in, uh, uh-huh. that, that will rot them. They, they, they really like to be more on, on the dry side than the wet side. Uh, um, okay. so you may, um, uh, you may want to check that out. You may want to take them up and replant them and mound that area up so you make sure that they don't sit, uh, because generally by the woods, you, you might, you know, depending on how the, the, the ground is laid out, um, you could wind up with some excessive moisture at that edge. Um, and by doing that, that would cause uh, them to, to flag down. They also flag down, depending on the varieties that they are, some of the, uh, sometimes when the new growth comes out, but right now the new growth should be hardened up. You, sh- you should not have any fresh growth on there. It should all be hardened up. But... Um, uh, just check the uh, where where they're at. Check for the moisture, and okay. since since you plant them this year, uh, it's not too late for you to go ahead and um, uh, re, you know dig them up and replant them and move them at you know at a higher level. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's too wet, and it's kind of on a hillside, so the water would run. We've not so, so it runs off. Really okay, so, so that so that's yeah. not then move them away from from the under you know under uh, tone of the. Uh, of the uh, the either the underbrush or the trees, uh, move them away okay. so that they get a little bit more light, um, but or cut cut back some of the underbrush around it so that uh, you get okay. a little bit more light in there. 
But generally, but one good thing about Rodrigo, once they get established, um, they get used to the area. Uh, they will just grow um, pretty much without much maintenance at all. Really, not much, uh, not much care. Especially if you had uh, uh, varieties like uh, Rosie Maligans, which are more uh, uh, native type of varieties uh, than other cultivars. Uh, those do extremely, extremely well in those in that kind of environment. Okay, now we've been getting almost no rain out here, and I've been watering once to twice a week. Yeah, that's that, I planted them about three weeks ago. Yeah, that's that's you know if you you give them a really really good soaking uh, once a week, um, that should be uh, that should be good. Or you know if you do it the second time, do it the second time, do it on the lighter on the lighter uh, way. Uh, yeah, some areas got quite a bit of rain, some areas got nothing. So yeah, you got to keep an eye on that until they get uh, fully rooted. Okay, I have one more question. Um, I also planted five holly bushes, one male and four female. And the females, had the, light, the leaves were a lighter color. The male was very dark and green. Uh, the, so most of the females are greening up. I put uh, iron tone and uh, holly tone on yeah. them. But, but one of them is uh, the leaves are turning black, and it's starting to lose leaves. It's, that's too wet. Too, too, much, too, wet. Much, too much water. Too much water. Okay. Yeah, they, they you know, back uh, off. Yeah, just back off on the water. Like generally, on the newly planted uh, plants, if you if you water them really good once a week, unless we have to get into extreme extreme heat and extreme dry and windy condition, a good soaking once a week should be more than enough. If especially if you got mulch on top of it, the mulch will retain yeah. the moisture. Um, and if they're not mulched, uh, that, that, that will dry up a lot faster. But if you got mulch on there, you give it a really s- deep soaking once a week should be more than enough. Um, that's unless we get into windy, dry condition, that will dry things up a lot more. But, uh, I, w- I would, on the, in the hollies don't need that much water. Uh, I would, back uh, o- I would back off on that. Should I cut off the, the apparently dead looking branches or leave them? I, I would just leave them for now. Let them, uh, let it, let them, you know, that you're going to have a little bit more shedding. Uh, then you can go ahead and retrim them and shape them. Um, they're, they're pretty resilient. Uh, you, you should be able to, you know, they should be okay. Uh, but I would, um, you know, just for now, just let them go. All right, great. Thanks a lot. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. You listen to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. From home of the Cavaliers and Guardians, this is the Big One. News Radio WTAM. Back to Gardening with Angelo on WTAM 1100 and on iHeartRadio. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Morning, get out with Angelo. Hi, good morning. How we doing? Good, how are you? Doing great, thank you. Um, I have a question about uh, hibiscus. Um, I have one in in, uh, my front garden, and it's about tripled in size. And I was wondering, can I split that and uh, plant part of it somewhere else, or when is a good time to do that? No, well, hibiscus don't split uh, well at all. I'm I'm assuming that you're talking about a, a perennial hibiscus. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would not touch those. The, that is uh, one plant that's going to get uh, 
better and better, and it's going to just get more spectacular as time goes on, uh, as, as the plant gets older. Uh, it's only, mm-hmm. it, it's got a one root, it's got a one center. Uh, you, if you go to split that, you would definitely kill it. Um, I would just leave that alone. Uh, what I would do is, um, as the summer, you know, they, they, they will bloom late into October. If, uh, every couple of weeks, uh, if you just, where the, all the flowers are spent, where the, the buds that they're already spent, if every couple of weeks, you just kind of go through and pinch that off about one or two nodes below that. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they, they keep regenerating, uh, new, new, uh, buds and new, uh, flower buds. Uh, you can keep it blooming, but, um, uh, make sure that uh, the spot that it's in that has got, um, about a four by four, uh, area, uh, four foot by four foot. Um, that, uh-huh. that's about what it takes, but that's a plant that's going to get just more and more spectacular as the, um, as the yeah, time goes on. Getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if it's in, okay. if it's in the wrong place, uh, what I would do is next spring, uh, I would go ahead and move it then. I would not move it now. Um, or this fall, I would wait till spring to do that. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it, if you give it a, a four foot by four foot area, you will find that the plant will be absolutely, uh, it'll just, it'll just be a, a real centerpiece in your garden. Okay. Um, and I have another question. I planted my cantaloupe, um, probably the beginning of June. Um, I have a lot of flowers on it, but it doesn't seem to be showing any sign of getting cantaloupe. Does it take well into September or? Generally, it takes um, uh, more than one. Uh, what's happening, there's no pollination there. That's why the flowers are coming and you're not mm-hmm. getting the pollination on there. So uh, if it, it takes a little bit of a crossbreeding of um, uh, different uh uh, varieties in order for that, um, you know, for that to happen. But, uh, you know, what's happening there now is because you're just getting the flower, but you're not getting the fruit. Am I right? Is that so? I needed to plant more, uh, yeah, like a different, a, a type? different, a different variety. Exactly. That, uh, when you, mm-hmm. every time you plant, uh, you know, even with squash and that, if you have, uh, different varieties of squash, they pollinate so much better. The same thing with melons, the same thing with, uh, honeydews, uh, all of that. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Morgia Orangelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. 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 Yes, go ahead. Angelo? Yes. Go ahead. Um, I'm listening. Okay. I've got a rose bush. Uh, we bought the house eight years ago. In the first four years, we had the most beautiful long stem roses coming off this rose bush. Um, but for the last four years, it just is leaves. No flowers. We don't get any. No flowers at all. Huh. No. Um, um, it so, did get affected by aphids one year, and I dusted for those. And uh, then I cut the plant down. The second year, it didn't produce. I cut it down right to the, you know, like six inch stalks, hmm. and. It's still just all I'm getting is um, foliage, you know, leaves everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, our, so, what you know, what I think happened is that the um, so on those uh, uh, on those uh, roses, there's a bud on them uh, where the grafting is. Um, 
I would be willing to bet that the uh, the top of the rose died and the bottom, the, what the growth came out of the bottom, where you're getting just a wild uh, rose that it was grafted on from the wild root. You're, you're okay. Not, you're not getting, that's not the original plant anymore. The original plant died. You're just getting the the uh, the uh, the growth from the the ground out of the wild rootstock that that was grafted on. Oh, that's what I would. So I would basically, the plant's dead. The plant is gone, right. right? I would go ahead and tear that out uh, and just uh, uh, replace them. Um, if you like fragrant roses, um, I believe um, another. I don't know if there we still have them out yet, or there's a a new series, extremely fragrant, more of a shrub rose. Uh, that it's it's on its own root that's not grafted. Uh, they they really perform unbelievable. It's, it's a, by proven winners. Um, this is a whole new series. It's ex, it's like they're like those English roses, very fragrant. Um, is is there is um, it's too late to put those in? You know, it, it, no, it's not. But I just I I was telling you about a series that's just coming out. I'm not sure if we have released that yet or not. But when you go to look for the, to replace them, um, that would be a great variety. It's, it's got a lot of fragrance. It's on its own root. That doesn't have a graft. Uh, you don't have to worry about um, that ever happening again. Okay. Um, and you got those in your stores then, or expected I, to have I, them? Yeah, in your stores. I, I think if they're not if they're not ready, they'll be ready probably by the end of this month. Okay. Okay. And. I can plan them like yeah, you, this year. Yeah, you can plan them. Yeah, you can plan them. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they have okay. no problem. All right. All Thank right. you very much. All right. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye bye. You too. Morgan Angelo. Hello. Good Hello. Yes. Good morning. Hi, Angelo. How are we doing? Got a couple questions. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? Good. 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 Got a question regarding Pinky Winky hydrangea tree. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two of them, and when we started out in the spring, you cut them down to a basketball size. They're very healthy, and they, the branches, the new branches, grew about four to five feet long. I mean, and, and the blooms are almost, they're like nine to 12 inches big. They're yep. huge. Mm-hmm. So with the crazy rain that we've had, they all fell to the ground on both trees. Mm-hmm. And some of them even split, you know, okay. cracked the stem. Um, so I had to cut those, yep. you know. In between the rains, I even tried to tie some up with the jute twine. It didn't help. <laughs> it didn't okay. help. And, so I've cut it down to like a basket or like a beach ball size. Yep. Is, it, will it rebloom or yes, did I yes, hurt yes, it? No, yes, it will. It will rebloom. It'll, okay. be, it'll be late. It'll be... Um, Probably about mid September, but it will okay. rebloom. I'm surprised. I've never seen that. Pinky Winky is one of the few that really um, stays a little bit shorter. Um, I I know. I, it, I and it, yeah, generally the it, it's one of the few that really stands straight up. It's one of my favorite of uh, of the uh, of the hydrangea trees because it, it really doesn't have that floppiness and the uh, uh, it it must have um, you know. It must have just had a, a burst of growth over there. That it's not, it's not, a, it's not normal that it gets that type of a long growth. They usually the stem is only about twenty four inches with the flower oh, wow. on, with the flower on it. That's usually what the size that they are. Um, but what you did, yeah, now what, this, 
what you did is the right thing, uh, and the, okay. it, it will rebloom. It'll be absolutely beautiful all the way. They'll bloom all the way into the end of October, early November. Now, being that it's about three years old, and we've it, it grows like that every year, mm-hmm. um, and I end up having to cut it. But okay. when I see other pinky winky trees, like you said, they're they're shorter and fuller. Um, you, you know, you, this gets a lot of branches, and they stand up straight, but the blooms are so heavy, you know, that they, they flop. Okay, so what you do next year, um, as when it comes generally by the um, middle of, uh, end of May, middle of June, mm-hmm. first week of June, uh, mm-hmm. whatever the size those branches are, just go ahead and cut them back halfway. Oh, okay. So you're cutting it, you're cutting it down to a basketball size in the spring. Right, okay. right, that's what we did. Yeah, then as the new growth comes out, what, uh-huh. when it comes about the first week of June, whatever size that is, just go ahead and cut it back halfway again. Okay. What that will do, it will multiply the branches by two or three. But okay. They, they, but they're going to be a lot shorter, and the flowers will be smaller. It won't be, there'll be a lot more flowers, but there'll be a smaller flower. Uh, okay. But, but it's going to be a, a, a much more solid. It, you're not going to, there'll be no, no weeping. Good. Okay. Now, uh, my limelight are doing the same exact thing. And and do the same thing with limelight. Now, limelight has more of a tendency to do that. Okay. But pinky wingy, I've never seen that on pinky wingy. So, uh, but it's not a bad idea. You know, if you want them short, now the difference is going to be they're going to they're going to be about two weeks later to bloom. Um, By doing that, the flowers will be a little bit smaller, about about a, a third size smaller. But you're okay. going to have two to three times the number of flowers, and okay. they'll and they'll be really firm and really tight. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay. All right, great. Uh, Thank you so all much. All right, but but you did the right thing, and uh, you're going to have a beautiful tree in September. Great. Uh, yeah, Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Yeah. Hi, Angelo. How Good are morning. You? Good, great. How are you? I'm doing great. I have a couple questions. Uh, one is. Um, we have a uh, Japanese maple tree in the front uh, garden bed, and it's getting a lot of those brown curling uh, leaves and tips on it. Um, you know, we try to water it, but yeah, I'm it, just wondering it, if there's it, something else we can do. No. It, you know what happens? So on a Japanese maple, a certain variety, especially like the garnet, uh, there is uh, uh, some of the, uh, you know, the blood good at times. The uh, It just it curls. It kind of burns the tip. It, it just a lack right. of it just a lack of water. It's getting, it's not getting enough water in for the moisture that it lets out when you get this kind of hot weather. Uh, but the tree is fine. There's nothing wrong. It's not. It's just not as nice to look at because it's got uh, the little brownie on it. Uh, but there's mm-hmm. not, nothing wrong. There's really nothing that you can do about it either. You know, so I, I, I wouldn't worry about it. I would just let it go. Uh, don't don't try to to do anything uh, because. Sometimes the more you do to them, um, the more da- <laughs> the more damage you can do. So I would just right. I would just leave right. that alone, and uh, um, you know. Uh, but it, it's just a natural thing with the the, the weather, uh, the way it is. And when they get when, it, when they're in full sun, um, that is more uh, liable to happen than than not happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, right. One other question. Sure. We have two um, lilac bushes uh, that did not leaf out this spring. They're healthy bushes on the larger side. Uh, what can I do this year and next to see if they can regenerate in the spring? Did they, they did not leaf out or they did not bloom? No, 
we have other ones that did um, just fine, but there's two that didn't um, and there, haven't for a couple of years. There's no leaves on them? Uh, no, no, there's no, I'm sorry. No flowers. There's no flowers. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I said uh, the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah uh, I would, um, you know, you can try uh, triple superphosphate. Um, what you okay. do is uh, you just punch some holes like around the uh, the um, drip line of the plant, and um, mm -hmm. it just put just fill the. It takes like about a uh, couple cups per plant. Just okay. just go ahead yep. and just put that around, uh, and I would do that again when it comes uh, late uh, October November. Um, okay. that's really what triggers the blooming mechanism on them. Um, All right, so, I'll do that. What yeah. about cutting them back? Should we cut them back? No, no, it's too no. If you cut them back, for sure, you're not going to get any blooms. That's that's too late for okay. that. You, you only cut the lilacs back right after they're down blooming. Whenever as soon as they're I down see. blooming, you can cut them back as hard as you want. You can take them down to the ground if you want to at that time, and they still will rebloom the next year. But once you get past the uh, first week of July, you really don't want to touch them anymore. Okay, great. Hey, thanks so much All for right. your help. Have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye. You too. Morning, Angelo. Hey, Angelo, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good, buddy, good. Hey, listen, the question is grapes. Um, well, I, I thought peaches were tough to grow. Uh, I'm having trouble with grapes. Every yeah. year I prune them, I fertilize them, everything goes great. I fight off the Japanese beetles, and I get nice clusters, and I think I'm going to get grapes this year. And then we're right about maybe two weeks ago, and I'm spraying them with copper every couple weeks, dust or sulfur sometimes. Mm -hmm. Half of the grape, each lobe, will, like, get dark and, like, petrified. Yeah, yeah. The other the other side is green. And then I lose the whole the whole crop. The whole crop. What's going on? The, yeah. uh, I mean, Ohio is a tough place to grow grapes. Um, it's uh, just because of the fluctuation in the weather that we have. But mm -hmm. did, did you spray them with, with sulfur? Before in the, in the spring, yeah. Before they leafed out, yeah. Okay, so so the the, the what you have to do is um, th this is what I know about grapes. Um, you know, growing up, you know, in Italy we had grapes. I mean, that's sure. There was just a they're, they're definitely a lot of work. Um, so in the spring, for the first thing we did is we, when we trimmed them, we went every other node. Um, we took the the middle node out all the time. And left every other one, and then we just went out like three nodes out and cut that off. So you got all that fresh mm -hmm. growth. In, before the the weather, before they started to open up the the buds, we would put sulfur on it. We would mm -hmm. at that time we used dust, um, and uh, so we we would uh, spray with sulfur. The leaves would come out. Then we would, as soon as the leaves come out, we start to use uh, copper. And uh, right. and then every so often we would go back if it, if it got bad we would go back and use sulfur again, <clears throat> but that's basically, um, and uh, it, it was something that you had to really be on top of it. But that's uh, it's it's all it's all caused by moisture, and if the if the grapes are planted on flat ground, um, which are much more susceptible to moisture because grapes are, are a very very dry uh, type of a plant. They they actually. Uh, the the roots of a grape can go down 40, 50, 60 feet. They, they will go and find the water, whatever it's at. That's why they love the dryness. Um, mm -hmm. But on flat ground, uh, you just have a lot more challenges um, because of moisture. But you yeah, just mine, are, mine are on a slope. 
Yeah, you just and, have you. And just, I never water. You just you just have to keep up with those sprays with the um, the, the sulfur and the and the uh, copper. That that's really mm, all okay. you can do. That, that there's, there's no ma- the there's no magic the to it. On the other side of the yard, I got wild grapes growing, and I never touch them, and I get big, you know, I get grapes over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yep. it sounds like I'm doing the right thing. So, yeah, so I, I, yeah, do yeah. The, I do the pruning, like you say, and then sulfur and then copper. So I just got to stay with it. Huh? Yep, just got to stay with it. That's um, right. it's it's a, it, and it doesn't take much. I mean, it, like they, they, this thing, they can go south overnight, it, and not, not like over a yeah. week. Literally, exactly. Uh, they're, they're great today, and tomorrow morning, you know what happened? You know. That's exactly what happened. That's 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 kind of uh, it's a okay. it's, it's a very uh, finicky crop, and it, uh, but it, you just have to get a little bit ahead of it. You got to kind of watch the weather, and just get ahead of it a little bit. Is okay. it possible that I get too much shade on those grapes that it, I need? It, um, yeah, they don't like shade. The off? They, they don't. Uh, it, it's not a bad idea to kind of the bottom. That's not a bad idea to take some uh, yeah, take fo- f- some foliage off of you. That also allows the air. The flow yeah. through, through the plant, which uh, it'll dry up a lot better. Yeah, if, if it's heavy yeah. foliage, it's not a bad idea to open it up. Yeah, I may try that too. I think I haven't tried. Yeah. Okay, you're the man. Thank All you right, have a great day. Yeah, bye bye. Bye. Morgan Angelo. Hello. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Angelo. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. You caught me off guard here. Uh, I was just. Uh, in my front yard, uh, pruning up and weeding because of the rain so much. But I was wondering about cone flowers. How to separate them? Can I save the heads and grow them from seed? Or so yeah, you you can grow cone flowers from seed, but you're getting these old varieties. Um, they're very, they're much more susceptible to fungus. Uh, today, if you're going to grow, um, you know, cone flowers, just grow get those new cultivars. They're absolutely incredible. Uh, the colors are incredible, and the the hardiness and the the performance. Uh, when you know when they first started out with these new cultivars, they were they were on the weak side. They were not very good performers, but boy, they've done an incredible job with um, you know with that plant. If you if you like um, if you like the, you know that perennial, I would go ahead and uh, stick with the cultivars. But you can definitely okay. you, you can definitely start them from seed. Uh, they, yeah, these are. Keep spreading every year, and I was wondering if I could split them and separate them. Spread yeah, them you, the yeah, you, yeah, you can dig them and replant them. Absolutely, I, not at this time of the year, uh, either uh, early September or early spring. Okay, okay. Because I found out my deer do not like those. They'll no, eat they, my hydrangeas and they eat my daisies and everything else, but they don't like the cone flowers. They, they don't or like my marigolds. They don't like cone flowers. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't eat them. But but okay. They, yeah. Well, thank you. All right, we have a great you day. Have a great day. Yep. Bye bye. Morgan Angelo, you want to hit that line? Good morning, Albert Angelo. Hello. Hello. I think that's the second one, the bottom one. Morgan Albert Angelo. Hello. Hi, Angelo. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Ah, I have some. Yes, I have some Shasta daisies, uh-huh. and I have quite quite a few patches. And in the last couple of weeks, um, there'll be a stem that is all brown, 
and all the leaves are brown, and and it just pulls right out of the ground. And now there's more and more of those. Is it something like a, a rot that's gotten into my daisies? Uh, it, it could be a fungus that got into it, uh, or check for uh, voles or moles underneath. So mm. The voles will uh, will chew up all the roots, all the roots on there. Uh, look for holes about like two inches um, mm-hmm. round, perfectly clean. You know, not not a pile of uh, dirt around, just a, a just a perfect hole. Um, and uh, if that's that, that that's what they're doing. They're, they're getting underneath that. They're chewing all the roots. Um, if if there is no holes around, I would go ahead and spray it with uh, you know with fungicide. I would spray the area with fungicide. Uh, that 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 will stop. But it's it's, that, it's either a fungus or something is eating uh, the roots underneath. Okay, I'm also probably a good time for me to cut them way back right now and try to um, rejuvenate it, it, them. Absolutely, yeah. Another thing with daisies, uh, yeah, there would be a you can cut them back now, feed them osmocote, and they will rejuvenate. Another thing with mm-hmm. daisies, what you have to do is every three, four, five years. Uh, sometimes they get to be so thick that they kind of choke. Mm-hmm. They kind of choke each other out. So you may, yeah. uh, if if they get to that point, they, you know, don't do it now. But when it comes like uh, September, you can do that. You can dig them up, resplit them, and replant them, or do that in the spring. As soon as they come up, where they're about like two inches high, dig up the whole clump and reset them um, and replant. Because what happens is after a while, if they, they get too crowded, they choke. Mm-hmm. They choke each other out. Uh, you wind up with, okay. a, with a poor plant and poor flowers. Great. Okay, but I'll right now, cut, cut them back and feed them osmocote, and you should be able to get quite a bit more mm-hmm. out of it. Okay? All right. Thanks so much, All right. Angelo. Have, Have a, a great day. day. Yeah, bye-bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello, Buongiorno, good morning. Angelo. Buongiorno, How are you? Just fine. Thank you. I love your program. Thanks so Have much. a couple questions. The first one, I have some Russian sage that is not blooming, and these plants, I had last year. They're in full sun. I don't know why they're not blooming. Are they uh, are they up? I mean, they're you know they're they're the height. Yeah, yeah the height is there, but they're just not blooming. So uh, they, I don't know what I. They they will they will. I mean, they generally hmm. um, they generally uh, I'm that that's a very very reliable uh, plant to bloom. Uh, okay. I've, I've, I've never seen one not bloom. To tell you the truth. Um, I've so, had them two years, and I've been trying to feed them with different things, and nothing seems to be bringing that purple out. Um, I would just the, the only thing you know, don't over you know, overfeeding can also bypass the flowering plant. So, the the all you have to do when it comes in the spring, just put some plantain and iron on it, and you're done. And then um, late June, early July. Just sprinkle a little bit of osmocote on there, and that will carry you into the end of the year. If you over, if if there's too much nitrogen in there, it's going to bring a lot of growth, but it will it will affect the blooming. So, uh, you, the plant tone and iron tone are really slow. You know, they they, they get into the plant, they they're, they don't activate the nitrogen uh, very quickly. They just they're, they're nice and slow, but they're there the whole time. Uh, so I would um, you know stay away from it, like. Quick release fertilizers the, uh, that that will cause the plant to grow, but sometimes the blooming uh, either bypass or really slows it down. But okay, uh, I mean that that plant that that's a very very reliable bloomer. That like I said, I've that's never seen I've never seen one not bloom. So 
Um, well, I would I just, I would, yeah, I would, um, I would just lay off the fertilizer and just let it go. But it should bloom. Okay. On another note, I have two crepe myrtles I brought back from New Jersey, uh-huh. and they're doing fabulous. And I know this is not the zone for them. I usually wrap them in burlap in the winter. And just wanted to know your take on the crepe myrtles in this zone. Well, there, there is already uh, crepe myrtles that you can plant in this zone in the ground. Um, they are not. They they bloom late. They bloom in September. Um, they right. actually, okay. they actually die back to the ground one hundred percent, and then they just come back out of the ground. Um, so th- you you could you could plant those varieties. Uh, the ones in the pot are way more spectacular. Those are uh, they're they're the warmer uh, from the warmer climate. They're the bark uh, is much more interesting. The flowers are more interesting. There's, there's so many new varieties of those now. Um, but uh, what you're doing is the right thing. If you just put that in a garage with uh, uh, unheated, but if it's an attached garage, um, it just wrap burlap uh, around. They'll be absolutely fine every year. Right. I've got them planted in the ground, and I didn't wrap my large one, and it did really – it's in bloom right now, full bloom. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah absolutely gorgeous. And, and you had okay. that in the ground last year? Yeah, I've had it in probably three years. The one is doing spectacular. The other one is about ready to bloom. Wow. And I, I probably will wrap that one one more year yeah. since I've had it. I, I would I would wrap them every year if I were you. Every yeah. okay. And, that's they're that's they're right. and they're right by the house. No, they're in the middle of a um, in between two homes where it's open open area. Yeah, getting a lot of. Yeah, I would I would wrap them every year and I would I would keep mulching the top of the ground. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, you have a great day. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, the hour is pretty well gone. A uh, beautiful day out there. A little bit on the steamy side. A little bit warm, but uh, it's August. Uh, we not, we better enjoy. It. We know what's coming later on. Have a wonderful weekend. I'll be back next Saturday. Bye bye. Hi, I'm AJ Petiti. Summers in full bloom, and Petiti Garden Centers is the best place to find.